Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahi walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Continuing with our series, exploring and looking at the concept of, and the mention also of peace, tranquility, serenity in the Quran, salam, sakina, tamanina. Today I wanted to touch on something that we've alluded to briefly, previously where we talked about the ayah from Surah An-Nisa, which forbade which, which contained the prohibition of ever doubting someone's Islam. If somebody gives you salam, do not respond by saying that you're not a Muslim. So we touched briefly on the concept of salam. And I wanted to spend a little bit more time exploring that topic here today that Allah speaks about in the Quran. In Surah An-Nur, in two separate places, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in ayah number 61 of Surah An-Nur, it's a very lengthy ayah, I won't go through the entirety of the verse, but Allah does say, فَإِذَا دَخَلْتُمْ بُيُوتًا فَسَلِّمُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِكُمْ تَحِيَّةً مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ مُبَارَكَةً طَيِّبًا That when you enter into the home, when you enter into the homes, then give salam to yourselves. Meaning, give salam to the people that are present in the home. And even if nobody's present in the home, still say salam. Why? Tahiyyatan. This is a greeting. Min indillah. From Allah. Mubarakatan. And it brings blessing into your home. Tayyibatan. And it brings goodness into the home. Similarly, in another place in Surah um, Surah An-Nisa as well Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us uh, in the Quran in Surah uh, An-Nur excuse me, Surah number 24 in ayah number 27 Ya O you who believe La tadkhulu buyutan 
غَيْرَ بُيُوتِكُمْ Do not go into homes that are not your own homes. حَتَّى تَسْتَأْنِسُوا Until you have permission. That should be common sense. وَتُسَلِّمُوا عَلَىٰ أَهْلِهَا And then even when you do have permission, when you enter in, you greet the inhabitants of the home. You begin with the greeting. You start with, Assalamu alaikum. That's better for you and that will always keep you reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you are invoking the peace and the blessings of Allah. And in actuality, something we'll talk about in another session is you're actually also invoking the remembrance of Allah. Because as-salam is one of the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's where we have this very beautiful foundational practice of giving the greetings. I talked about it previously, when the Prophet ﷺ arrived in Al-Madinatul Munawwara, he actually shared his vision of a community, and the first thing that he shared was, Afshus Salam. Afshus Salam. Spread the greetings amongst yourselves. The Prophet ﷺ tells us in a hadith, Sallimu ala man arafta wa man lam ta'rif. Give the greeting to the person you personally know, the person you're familiar with, and the person whom you do not know, the person you are not familiar with. And in fact, the Prophet ﷺ tells us that a sign of the coming of the end of days, which means that a sign of the corruption of times, is that people will only greet the people who they are already familiar with, and people that they are not personally, intimately familiar with, they won't greet them, they'll just walk right by them. And so a lot was invested into this idea of greeting one another. And in fact, the Quran tells us, وَإِذَا حُيِّيتُمْ بِتَحِيَّةٍ فَحَيُّوا بِأَحْسَنَ مِنْهَا أَوْ رُدُّوهَا That when you are greeted with a greeting, then respond back with a better greeting. Or at the very least, return back the same level of greeting that you received from the person. And that is, رَدُّ salam, حَقُّ الْمُسْلِمِ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ That the right of a believer upon another believer is that their greeting is responded to at least equally, if not even better. And so, there's a lot of emphasis upon this remarkable practice, this unifying practice that we have that you, that unites Muslims, joins Muslims together all across the world and that is the universal greeting that they have amongst one another. No matter where they're coming from, what language they speak, what their background is, that phrase of assalamu alaikum is universal to all Muslims. And wherever a Muslim sees another Muslim, they give that greeting to one another. And it's something very beautiful and very powerful that really captures the essence of the unity of the Ummah. Now, amongst this, there's one very specific point that I wanted to touch on. And that is, this was a question that was posed to me as well, that when we're talking about peace, tranquility, serenity, one of the things that really obscures that peace and tranquility, that sense of internal tranquility, is when we carry hard feelings and bad feelings for other people.
Look, Allah tells us in the Quran, Right? That the human being is an oppressive creature and the human being is a most ignorant creature. So human beings have a certain level of ignorance and insolence and just, uh, you know, aggression built within them. Now that's not to validate it or excuse it, it's that we have to work hard to overcome it. But the reality is, because of the certain level of ignorance that we have within us, we will, at certain points or another, end up offending one another. We're going to end up crossing a line with somebody. And maybe even hurting somebody's feelings. When that happens, we have to try to recover from that and find our way back from that. But how do we cleanse our heart and overcome that? And so, the Prophet ﷺ, he talked to us about this. The Qur'an, that's why it's saying, whenever you enter into a place, whenever you enter into any space, begin by saying salam. And the moment you hear somebody say salam to you, it becomes mandatory on you to return the salam to them. Now imagine that myself and brother Ahmad have some harsh words. And we have some hard feelings. But then we run into each other here the following day, two days from now, three days from now, we run into each other at the coffee shop. The, the Qur'an is commanding him, he walks in. The, and he sees me there. And so he doesn't want to acknowledge me. He doesn't want to address me. He wants to avoid me at all costs. But he's walking in and he sees me. Now what does he have to do? The Qur'an commands him. فَسَلِّمُوا عَلَىٰ أَهْلِيَا he has to give the greeting as he walks in. Even though I'm right there. And I'm the last person that he wants to talk to. He has to give the greeting. And once the greeting comes out of his mouth, once I hear, Assalamu Alaikum, it becomes mandatory on me by the command of Allah in the Quran that I have to respond to his greeting. And I have to look him in the eye and say, Wa alaykum as-salam. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ in a hadith of Sahih Muslim and, and Bukhari, he says, That it is not permissible for Muslims to not acknowledge each other's existence, like pretend like the other person doesn't exist, even though they're physically in the same place. For more than three days, that they're all physically in the same place, but this guy turns this way, and that one, he turns the other way. And they're just avoiding each other. But then the Prophet ﷺ says, That the better of the two of them, you know, and as we say, the bigger man, the better of the two of them, the bigger person, is the one who will say salam first. And that's 
with the Prophet And that, there's something miraculous. There's something beautiful. There's something powerful. And the hadith of the Prophet speaks about this. Where the Prophet wasallam he says, لا تدخل الجنة حتى تؤمنوا لا تدخل الجنة Actually, the full narration in Tirmidhi is really interesting. The Prophet first said, دُبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ دَاءُ الْأُمَمِ قَبْلَكُمْ the same diseases, the same issues that afflicted and affected the people that came before you will affect you, will creep into you. Al-Hasadu wal What are they? They are jealousy and rancor, bad feelings, animosity towards one another. Al-Hasadu wal And then he said, Wahi al and that is the thing that eradicates. And he used the word halaq, which a lot of times is also used for like shaving. And he said, Amma inni la aqulu I'm not talking about a blade that shaves your hair, that shaves your head. He said, No. It's the kind of blade that will shave, that will cut. Off at the root, your deen, your religion. This rancor, this animosity, this hatred, this evil feeling in your heart towards people, towards your fellow brothers and sisters in faith, it is so evil, it is such a disease that it will completely uproot and remove the deen from your heart, from your life. And then he swore by Allah. You will not enter paradise until you truly believe. And you cannot truly believe until you love one another. Or Should I tell you about something that will help you develop this greater sense of brotherhood and sisterhood, community, love, appreciation, respect for one another amongst you? Spread the salam and the greeting amongst you. And it will always remove that. And there's, it's, it practically makes sense. Because once you're looking at the person you have bad feeling towards, and you just simply can say, Assalamu alaikum, knowing that you're making dua for them. May Allah send His peace and blessings upon you. That's it. That that will remove that stain that you have on your heart, that burden that you're carrying on your heart. But it's also a miracle of this deen and this religion. It's a miracle of the Qur'an, it's a miracle of the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. That when I look at the person, no matter what has happened, and as much weight as there is on my heart, the burden that I'm carrying, and I look at that person, I speak those remarkable words, Assalamu alaikum, it is the promise of Allah, and it is the promise of the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, that that burden will be removed from my heart immediately. It's a miracle of this religion. And that's why Allah commands it in the Qur'an. That's why the Prophet ﷺ tells us that you need to do this, you need to practice this. And so that's what I wanted to touch on today is the giving of salam to one another, especially when it's hard. It's easy to give salam to the person you're happy to see. Right? Hypothetical example. If I see Uzair and I'm happy to see him. Purely hypothetical. Alright? <laughs> so, if I'm happy to see Uzair and I see him, 
Of course, it's easy to give salam. I scream salam from across the hallway. Y'all probably hear me on campus yelling salam across the hallway. Hey, assalamualaikum. Right? That's easy. Because I'm happy to see him. But when I see Nobani, it's different. <laughs> right? But when I see somebody else that maybe I'm not so excited to see, maybe we had some bad feelings, we had some harsh words. Right? There's some burden on my heart. Then I'm like, I see him outside. And then I'm just trying to wait till he passes by and then I'll go so I don't have to kind of... But that's especially when you got to say salam. That's especially when you have to say salam. That's what makes us an ummah. That's what makes us powerful. That's what gives us our strength. That's what made us remarkable in the past. That we were united by our hearts, through our faith, thicker than blood. That iman. And so, and lastly, not really connected so much to the topic at hand. But nonetheless, it's a really, really uh, fascinating and beautiful narration. So I thought that I would share it. Ibn Kathir ta'ala in the tafsir of the ayah from Surah An-Nur that we talked about, gives salam. He shares a beautiful story. Sa'ad bin Ubadah radiallahu ta'ala anhu was a senior Ansari companion of the Prophet ﷺ. He was a leader of the community of the Ansar. One time the Prophet ﷺ came to visit him. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Assalamu alayka wa rahmatullah. And Sa'ad, he responded to the salam of the Prophet ﷺ, but he did it deliberately, raddan khafiyan. He deliberately did it very, very quietly. Like he didn't respond very loudly. He said, wa alaykum salam. And the Prophet ﷺ didn't hear his response. So the Prophet ﷺ again said, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And Sa'ad again said, <laughs> And the Prophet ﷺ was like, Is he? You know, Sa'ad was a little bit older in age, so maybe he figured he didn't hear me. So again, the third time he goes, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And Sa'ad again goes, and finally, one of the people sitting there was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you being weird? Why are you doing this? You can hear him, obviously. I see your mouth moving. Say it loudly. The Prophet doesn't hear you responding to him. And Sa'ad tells that person who kind of tells him, why are you responding this way? He says to him, he actually tells him, shh, quiet, quiet. فَأَسْكَتَهُ He tells him, shh, quiet. And he says, finally, he says to the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, I would sacrifice my whole world for you, Messenger of Allah. I meant no disrespect. I heard every time you gave salam. And I responded every time you gave me salam. But I didn't say it out loud, so that's why you weren't able to hear me. Why would you do that? He said, he said, because I wanted you to keep making dua for me. Because every time you said salam to me, you were making dua for me. And I need your duas. So I wanted you to keep saying it over and over and over again. So please forgive me. But I just wanted your duas. Such a beautiful thing. This is our deen. This is our akhlaq. This is our character. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the ability 
to practice everything we've said and heard. Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi. Subhanakallahum bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nasakfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum.